0: We're recording. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, September's uh, Cabinet meeting. Uh, We'll take apologies uh, for absence and declarations of interest to start with.
1: Could I declare an interest, Chairman, as a member of Essex County Council in respect of items 8 and 9? Thank you.
0: And we know we have apologies from Julie Redfern.
2: Yes, Leader, and from Councillor Howell, and also from Councillor Dean, unless he arrives shortly.
0: And from Councillor Wells. Okay, um, there was to have been a petition to be presented by Division Avenue, but this has been postponed until our next meeting, I believe. Is that correct? Okay, uh, the minutes of the last meeting, um, first of all, are they a true record, as you recollect? Agreed. They are agreed. Uh, in which case we will now look at the matters arising from uh, those minutes, and we'll start at page 4, 5. Council Chairman,
1: uh, minute CA5, I have now written to Councillor Dean. Thank
0: you. Anything else on 5? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 10 and 11. If there are no other matters arising, uh, we now move to business arising from the minutes which we've dealt with and then members' questions. Any members' questions? There aren't any. Uh, we move to item five to receive any questions or statements from non executive members of the council on matters included on the agenda. In which case, we move to item six matters referred to the executive. I don't believe there are no, any.
3: No.
0: There are none. In which case, we now move to item seven reports, if any, from performance and audit. Councillor Howell is not present or scrutiny. There aren't any from scrutiny, in which case we move to item 8 on our agenda, and I call upon Councillor Chambers to present this agenda
4: item. Thank you, Leader. Leader, this is the report that sets out the results for 2013-14, and recommends that the 2014-15 scheme basis is used for the 2015-16 year. In the year 2013-14, the number of local council tax support recipients reduced as the year progressed. Ultimately, the cost of the scheme in 2013-14 was covered by the government funding, meaning the council did not need to use the £212,000 that was budgeted to reimburse preceptors for any financial losses for the scheme. This was only achieved because the council scheme met the DCLG transition level, which was set at 8.5% and thereby received additional funding of £96,000. There was also concern about the ability of local council tax support recipients to pay council tax. However, at the end of the year, 92.4% of the amount outstanding had been paid. 30 local council tax support recipients experienced genuine financial hardship beyond their control and received assistance under the hardship scheme amounting to £9,292. 2014 15 the scheme changed the minimum amount paid by local council tax support recipients from 8.5%, or 8% to 12.5%, with an average impact on the affected people of 90 pence per week. The hardship fund was increased from £10,000 to £15,000. The number of local council tax recipients at the start of the year was within 2013-14 funding levels and therefore no subsidy no subsidy from the UDC budget is expected in the year to date 19 people have received support from the hardship fund collection rates are similar to those achieved in 2013-14 given the financial outcomes of the scheme in 2013-14 and progress to date in 14-15, there is demonstrable need to increase the headline 12.5 figure. However, should the Cabinet decide to introduce a different scheme that's either above or below 12.5%, We would need to undertake a period of consultation immediately so as to to achieve the legislative requirements of having the 2015-16 scheme agreed by the 31st of January 2015. With all this taken into account leader I would like to propose The Cabinet is recommended to endorse the position that there will be no adjustments to the Council's Local Council Tax Support Scheme for 2015-16. I so propose. Right, we've had it
0: proposed and seconded. Who would like to comment on that? At this point... uh so we're, we're live, uh, Councillor Dean, so I welcome you to the meeting. Um, and uh, we're on item eight of the agenda. Councillor Cheatham.
2: I totally endorse that we should leave it as it is. I think we've got a good scheme here. We do better than many other authorities around the country. And I think that we should, should go forward as the recommendation um, says on page
1: 12.
0: Are there any other comments on that?
4: Can I just say Leader, a, a very important factor that I did leave out was that of all the districts in Essex, we are by far and away the lowest.
0: Um, do we have a view, if there are no other comments, I have a few questions myself, if I may. Um, do we have a view why uh, the, the figure went steadily down in terms of um, recipients in 13-14 to the point that in the end...
4: uh Yes, because one of the the things is that obviously the government are trying to encourage people to get back to work. There have been quite a few people since this has been introduced that have actually gone back to work. And in fact there was something that was quoted to me by somebody that there was a certain person who was claiming benefits uh, and had council tax relief but is now a care worker. So it just shows that, that, that the whole government scheme of trying to uh, get people back to work is actually beginning to work.
0: Okay. So the recommendation is that there'll be no adjustment to the
5: uh, support scheme. I'm sorry, Councillor Dean. May I um, yeah, of course. a question? Sorry I was late, but yep. my flight from Glasgow was late, as you yep. might have been told, I don't know. Um, I, I, I have a question I, I see in paragraph uh, 16 it refers to 212,000 pounds that was not used. So you could describe that as a surplus. And, and what I haven't been able to do this afternoon um, is, is to find out from officers what um, what the people in the category that this affects actually are paying. Annually to the council because my my instinctive reaction was to say, well, um, if this area is underspent, you know, as last year when or this year, should I say, with the budget where we reduced the uh, council tax for everybody, why don't we uh, hand back this £212,000 to the people? And I can't remember what, as I say, what the figure is, and that's why I feel. Uh, as I haven't got the f- well, I haven't got the full story, but the, it, 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 it is significant anyway compared with the the amount that uh, people who were on housing benefit and are now in that category are paying. So I'd, I'd be interested. I'd like to know how that balances against the amount that we're collecting under this scheme from Leader the, less, off the, the off. less the less well off people of the community is what it boils down to.
4: I think when I explained in my brief introduction to this, um, the whole point being is that, Councillor Dean, the idea of the government was to reduce the number of, of benefits and local council tax support schemes, provided people went back into work. The number of people going back into work has increased, so therefore we are having less people who are claiming now, because we were within the government um, legislation of 8.5% in the first year, we got £96,000 individually, to actually, separately, to actually support that, as well as the money we, we put into the budget if we had got more recipients than we thought. As it was, the, as far as it went, the recipients have gone down And in fact, the the, the the figure that we put in there, we didn't need to use. Now, if we have people who uh, who are finding it extremely difficult, we have actually got a fund here which helps people should they be in real problems out of their control. And as I explained to you, the hardship scheme last year paid out £9,292 to those people who couldn't afford it. So what what we actually did the first year was we were very prudent, we put a sum in there in case we needed to use it. As it was, we didn't need to use it, so it should therefore go back into the reserves to ensure that in future years, should circumstances change, we have got something there to back it up. And that applies, Leader, to most things. If you do something like that, it's prudent to put a figure into the budget, if you don't have to use it within reason, then you put it back into reserves. There is going to be a, a time in the future, I suspect, and probably uh, sooner rather than later, where the financial position will not be as good as it is now, and we should be very grateful for all that money if we have managed to save a few pennies. Thank you, Leader.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I hear what Councillor Chambers says, and of course i I've heard many times about the rainy day that's uh, due some season <laughs> fairly soon uh, and, and I think that uh, as, as everyone knows the council has been uh, accumulating significant surpluses over the recent years so I, I do simply ask the question what would the impact on this scheme be of essentially? Crediting or handing back that £212,000. I I don't know whether Mr Webb is in any better position. Mr Webb Webb
4: will not answer that, uh, Councillor Dean, Leader, because it is is in my portfolio. Oh, I'm sorry. We put in the budget £212,000 should we need it. Prudent financial accounting. We didn't need to use it, so therefore we have put it back in reserves. Now, you laugh about when the rainy day comes along... But we had enough rainy days between 2003 and 2007 and it finished up in a massive thunderstorm that nearly flooded everybody <laughs> we are not going to continue like I, I think it
0: might also be yeah. worth uh, just pointing out in terms of how this scheme is on an escalator assuming that the coalition uh, stay in power and that it, it moves up would you like to remind everybody when it gets to the point Uh, where there will
4: be no government support and it could be a significant cost to the council. Right there there is likely to be significant costs to the council anyway. When the scheme was introduced it is expected that councils eventually will have to or the the local council tax scheme Mm -hmm. will have to reduce by 30%. We were the first the only council, I think, in Essex, certainly in Essex and and probably throughout most of the country, that actually had ours at 8%. We then decided that because we have got to raise it in the future, that it was much better to phase it in over a period of years so that those recipients could be helped by council officers or anybody else to overcome the difficulties they have. Obviously with the council staff being very supportive and in fact very proactive as I said to you we have last year we had 92.4% of the money paid in from council tax. Now 92.4% is only uh, what some of the councils actually collect in council tax throughout the whole district. So we are doing extremely well, but nevertheless we have to be careful. Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, Chairman uh, I'd
1: like I'll to follow,
5: follow, follow those figures up tomorrow, if I may, because yeah. I'd like to have um, the answer. We will be taking a vote, obviously. But, yes,
1: yeah. uh, well, I, I endorse the proposal as we are, and thank you for the, the paper. What I think it would be very useful when this comes back to us in the future, as it will every year, evidently, to see if we need to adjust this, would be that... Um, in the table shown in paragraph 16 that we actually divide up the the number of local council tax support recipients between the pensioners, the working age people that we're not including, the vulnerable and the ones that we are because that would give us a much clearer picture of who the burden is falling on. And it would also, I would imagine, demonstrate that actually the reduction of 200 people over the last year and a half is actually people who've gone back to work and are now not in receipt of council transport. thank you
0: okay if there are no other comments then uh, I'm going to put this to the vote those in favour of the recommendation as laid out those against right thank you moving on to item nine which again is councillor chambers
4: thank you leader try and be brief on this if I may Uh, This report recommends that the Council adopts a Council Tax Adverse Weather Flood Relief Policy along the same lines as the Government policy introduced to assist with the flooding which occurred during the winter of 2013-14. The effect of this policy is to provide a 100% discount for residents who have to vacate their property for a period of time, a maximum of six months, Due to flooding caused by adverse weather. The recommendation is to backdate the start date of the policy to the 1st of July 2014, so as to enable the residents displaced by the storm in July to be eligible for the discount. I think this is only a fair um, way of doing it, Leader. It's something that uh, we had flooding in Saffron Walden, uh, and of course, we had flooding in, in Thaxted purely due due due, in my opinion to acts of God through no fault of anybody and it is only reasonable if people have to decant their houses that we do actually give them discount for this period of time uh, of up to six months I so propose, uh, Leader, that the flooding due to adverse weather council tax discount policy is attached to the Appendix 1 is approved and that the policy start date is backdated to the 1st of July 2014 I so propose thank you Uh,
0: I've got two speakers Councillor Barker then Councillor Ranger second Councillor Barker Uh,
1: yes chairman I'm totally happy with this I know it hasn't happened but there could be other things that cause somebody to vacate their house and I do think that if we have this policy in place we should look sympathetically at that
4: and we, we will be looking carefully at this. I
1: mean, I, I, I don't, you know, if somebody's house is, is struck by lightning, that's one thing, that's their insurance, but should a, a main sewer burst, we'd be in the same situation, and the, the policy as it stands doesn't technically cover that.
4: I will look into that, and I'm sure that would be possible.
0: Although uh, in item three that you talk about uh, cost being manageable within the existing budget, presumably there is a cost. Do you have a prediction of what that is?
6: Yeah, we.
4: It depends on how long people actually have to decount their houses In some instances it might be a month or two months Uh, In other instances it could be the full six months So at the moment it's difficult to estimate exactly what it would be But I will report back later on what the actual cost I don't know whether officers have a view
6: I can give you an idea Um, For an average band D If the person was forced out for the whole period of six months It would be about £350 the cost to us
0: and the number of homes involved.
6: The number of homes were in Thaxted. I think, from memory, it was about 32-ish that were flooded. I don't know how many about actually about ended up. Um, now, about a dozen we think were flooded out. So, it's about what £4,000 the cost to the council. Any other questions on this
0: item, which I think is uh, absolutely the right thing to do? No. Then I put, so put that to the vote. Those in favour of this motion. Those against. Thank you very much indeed. Moving on to item 10, the devolution of public conveniences at Hill Street, Saffron Walden to Saffron Walden Town Council. Council Councillor Chambers.
4: Sorry, Leader. Um, Quite a few things this evening that I have to deal with. Uh, Discussions have taken place with Saffron Walden Town Council uh, for quite some considerable time now. In fact, it goes back, I think, several years, about the future ownership of the toilets in, in Hill Street. We will recall that it was agreed at the June Cabinet to spend money from the Strategic Initiative Fund on refurbishing the toilets which have come to the end of their useful life. In August, saffron Town Council agreed to progress with the transfer of the toilets once refurbished. Subject to Uttlesford agreeing a grant of £20,000 per annum being paid for a period of of five years. (laughs) (laughs) Of 25 years. (laughs) This is the last public toilet facility operated by the Council and it is, in my opinion, and I trust yours, that these are better run at a local level. Accordingly, Leader, I would like to recommend that the freehold of the piece of land, as shown in Appendix 1 is transferred to Saffron Walden Town Council at no cost at the earliest possible date following the refurbishment of the facility that the council agrees to pay to Saffron Walden Town Council a five-year grant of £20,000 a year to assist with the upkeep of the public convenience as set out in paragraph 13 of this report and which is very similar to how uh, other parishes or other town councils have taken over their toilet facilities. I so propose, Leader. Okay. Yes. Thank you, uh, Councillor Walters. Um,
0: questions or comments on this item? Our understanding is that it's uh, been supported by Saffron Walden Town Council, yes,
7: that's
0: and uh, it's now down to getting the right design within the budget. It is. Okay. Well, it seems, as you indicate, uh, evidently sensible that um, public conveniences is something run at town and parish level. So um, on that basis, if there are no other questions, then I suggest we move to a vote on this item. Those in favour, please. Those against. Right, moving on to item 11. Contribution to the provision of new toilet facilities at Stansted.
4: This report recommends that the Council provides a grant to Stansted Parish Council in the sum of £30,000 towards the provision of toilet facilities at the new and Green Community Centre. In 2009, the Council ceased the Superloo contract in Stansted and as a replacement introduced a community toilet scheme whereby two local businesses are paid a small sum each year to allow the public to use their toilet facilities. The Council at that time asked this Council to consider future funding towards the provision of toilets at the new community centre when they were built. This project will start soon and a request has now been made for a sum of £30,000 towards the toilets. This request fits within the terms of the discussions held in 2009 and then I therefore would like to propose the recommendations as set out. In so doing, Leader, could I just say that um, uh, when Councillor Ketteridge was leader of the council, he and I went to see Stensted Parish Council when we, had, when we withdrew the superloo. We did at that time propose that it might be a good idea if we built new loos for Stenstead. Stansted Parish Council at that time decided that they did not wish to continue with what we were proposing and it was left then until this new proposal of the, community, the new community centre at Crafton Green and that's why the £30,000 has come about. The £30,000 covers nearly all the cost of providing the toilet facilities within the new community centre at Craft and Green. I thought it was just advisable to say to members that is what has happened in the past and I'd like to recommend that the sum of £30,000 is given to Stansted Parish Council as a contribution towards the provision of toilets at the new Crafton Green community centre. The £30,000 cost identified above to be funded from the new homes bonus contingency Reserve. Therefore, I so propose, Leader. Thank you. I'll find a seconder. Good.
0: Councillor Barker. Uh,
1: thank you, Chairman. I just wanted to question the agreement that we have with the two businesses. Will that cease once these new toilets are in place?
4: That is what the intention is, because obviously once those, those loos have been built in and Green, there shouldn't be any need for those two private businesses.
0: And I endorse your conversations with the Parish Council. I've since been back, not to the whole Parish Council, but to three members of the Parish Council, the chairman, Deputy Chairman and the Finance Portfolio Holder, and we had the same discussion. So this is consistent with their expectation and uh, completes, uh, as you indicate, something that started some time ago. So uh, I think uh, Councillor Dean.
5: Thank you, Chairman. I'm not really here wearing a local hat, but nevertheless, obviously, this is in, in the ward or maybe... Yes, it, no, it will be in the war that I may represent. Who knows? Um, <laughs> um, the only thing that stands out to me, uh, for instance, I noticed that Councillor Chambers talked about the um, £500 annual contribution to their local businesses, but um, this proposal is for a, a one-off capital payment, whereas the, the previous item was talking about, albeit on a limited for a no, limited number of years. An annual payment for running costs in Saffron Walden, and, and I'm, uh, I, I raise that as, a, as, as a, a, a distinctive difference between the two proposals. I don't, I've not been party to any of the discussions with the parish council, but has there not, or would it not be, has there not been uh, a suggestion that the district might at least for the first few years uh, pay? towards the running costs uh, and and if they haven't asked it I'm I'm raising it now just as as, as something which would look more equitable between between the two setups bearing in mind that this council was paying annual running costs for the TARDIS that we used to have in the Lower Street car park Um, (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm sure Councillor Chambers may wish to comment but uh, the difference is that we haven't been paying running costs for a number of years now um, whereas we are currently uh, paying the running costs uh, which are quite considerable actually for the Saffron Warden toilets I should add that during the course of the conversation um, with the, uh, the Parish Council there are a number of other Um, projects that they have including uh, increased car parking capacity at Grafton Green, and uh, that might well fit in with our um, review of car parking capacity in the whole of Uttlesford, which has been undertaken Um, and if it is then I'm sure the cabinet would be uh, would look favourably at um, supporting that Uh, and we're talking about one or two other schemes so this is not the only thing that we're doing with Stanford Parish Council. They didn't ask for any running costs. So uh, I don't know if you want to add to that, Councillor Chambers. Quite happy with what you said, Leader.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'll leave it at that at the moment. But uh, I mean,
0: it, you know, it, 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 we do want to work with all our um, town and parish councillors on a community basis. Um, uh, but, well, I won't repeat myself. So I don't, I don't think they're, they're requesting that at this stage. Uh, any other questions? In which case, i put it to the vote. Those in favour? Those against? Moving on to item 12, apprenticeships. (laughs) Councillor Chambers.
4: Can you not hear me if I don't put the. No,
2: it's the recording. The recording that can't. The recording that
4: can't. (laughs) I have nothing to hide. Leader, this is one of the the real good news stories, I think, from from the Council. Um, It it is, uh, I think, when it was suggested, I I think there was some apprehension, as there always is with new schemes. Thank you, Councillor Barker. I I know you were very instrumental in this, uh, and I congratulate you for it. It really has been a success story. Uh, You will see that that the six apprentices we have... Uh, and you'll notice on uh, page, uh, well, it, it, it's paragraph 7, that if you look at these, you'll see where uh, Lee Beanie is now employed as a full-time pest control officer. Alexander Duncan is now employed as a full-time admin administrator. Grant Overson now employed as a full-time plumber. Uh, and this is where I think one of the, As far as I'm concerned, it's one of the success stories... If you look at how many people actually go to university now, as did sort of 10, 20 years ago, it's, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't mind saying it on broadcast, it's too a penny to go to a university. You come out with a degree and sometimes you are very successful and sometimes you're not. But what is very often overlooked is what I call the jobs that really need to be encouraged plumbers, bricklayers, electricians. You've only got to look around a district like this and sometimes you have a real problem in getting people like plumbers. So I think I'm absolutely delighted that the apprenticeship (coughs) scheme is working. If you go down the page further, you've got Ella Ashton-Jones who's decided to go back to higher education. Now she has had for 12 months some work experience which she will have for the rest of her life and we hope will help her. She has decided to go back to further education and this has got to be a good thing. Robert Smythes, uh, he's still an apprentice on on the Apprentice Scheme and got another year. And Callum Nguyen's due to complete trading this month. Now what we are actually proposing on here is to create another four apprenticeships To go with what we have already. We would like to put the sum of £40,000 from the new homes bonus contingency reserve to fund these apprenticeships but I can't stress enough how important I think it is to get young people into work early doing something they want to do and being given the opportunity. So I would like to recommend that the Council approves a further tranche of apprenticeships as set out in paragraph 8 and that the sum of £40,000 is allocated from the new homes bonus contingency reserve to fund these apprenticeships. I so propose.
0: Thank you. That. And uh, Councillor Cheatham is seconding. And I've got Councillor Barker, then Councillor Lemon, then Councillor Dean.
1: Just for clarification, Chair, will the papers say five apprentices?
0: It, it, is this because there is an order of speaking can, you, can yours wait to the end or is it yes, yeah okay right Councilor Lemon.
5: thank you Chair.
8: Um, yes this is an excellent scheme in the way we use our new homes bonus and it's been so successful I, you know I'm sure the, the cabinet will endorse it um, is there any chance that we can get increase the number of apprentices over, over a number of
4: years can, can i just say to you leader that that certainly it, it's mine i can't speak for the whole cabinet but it, it is my intention while i'm still in this post that if we can encourage apprentices we have lots of things within the council that we have difficulty in filling vacancies when you live in a place like uttlesford which is one of the best places in the countries to live we all know that but lots of other people are finding it out as well then you have great difficulty in filling some of the vacancies and if there is a way where we can have an apprentice who actually starts and to work in, in the authority so gets to know the authority it's got to be an advantage to us hasn't it so we will look to see what we can do.
8: Thank you for that because it, is, it really is a success I think.
4: Councillor Dean.
5: Yes thank you Chairman I'd like to ask Councillor Chambers two things it's more about the the mechanism, first of all, uh, how are these proposed apprenticeships to, to be advertised so that they become known to, to people out there? And the other one is, is about the funding. I'm just a little bit puzzled why it's proposed to come out of the New Homes Bonus Contingency and not the Strategic Initiatives Fund, which I thought was the one that related to. Um, economic development, but maybe I've misunderstood how these various pots uh, work. Well, either
0: Councillor Chambers or Mr Webb can answer that, but uh, the Strategic Initiative Fund is not exclusively about economic development. It's it's, it's about strategic initiatives for the the future welfare, both economic and social of of investment of the the Council. But
4: uh, in terms of the technical detail of which budget, I'll... I, I totally agree with what you've said, Leader, but I will ask Mr Webb if he would like to answer the ones about advertising because uh,
6: I think he'd be the right person. To Thank you. Um, the, the advertising, we u- we use an apprenticeship agency. So there are agencies out there that, that work with the schools um, to get people onto apprenticeships, so we use those. We don't do our own advertising for those. Um, in terms of why it's not the Strategic Initiatives Fund, there are five criteria which I, for the life of me, cannot remember off the top of my head, and they have the things have to meet all five and this doesn't which is why it comes out of the new homes bonus contingency reserve. Councillor Cheatham.
2: Thank you just to say that I am delighted that the scheme got off the ground. I have always been a very keen advocate of of apprenticeships um, and it, it is a very good way of Having gone to a college where people were on sandwich courses because they did they worked they, they did an apprentice I was at a catering college, and the engineering part was they worked and they came into the college it 's a fantastic way of actually learning and I think it works very well and i 'm delighted we 're going back to it across the country so I think uh, we should take a Uh, a bow that we actually brought it in here and it is working and I hope we can encourage some of our partners across Uttlesford to do the same because we have some big businesses around here and we need to encourage them to do apprenticeships as well. It is for the good of the district.
0: Um, You've um, absolutely read my mind because I was going to ask uh, Mr Harper if he could pass on the message to the economic development department uh, to do just that That it's a good scheme it's worked for us and therefore why wouldn't it work elsewhere and in answer to councillor lemon um, we're, you know we're doing this iteratively and there's absolutely no reason why if um, if appropriate we don't come back uh, if we quickly fill this why we don't come back with um, with with more so um, but i think it's right the, the number's right for today uh, are there any other questions in which case uh, please indicate whether you're supportive of this motion. Those against, moving on to item 13, Councillor Ranger, museum accreditation policies.
7: Uh, Thank you, Leader. Yes, uh, this is coming before us because the museum service is in the process of reviewing its accreditation with Arts Council England and, as such, the policies need to have been reformatted to meet their requirements, but otherwise they're basically unchanged. Um, There are two new policies, the Care and Conservation Policy and the Environmental Sustaining Policy. Uh, The remaining ones are just revised versions of previous documents. All the policies have been reviewed and agreed by the Museum Management Working Group, which comprises district councillors and museum society representatives. Um, It's a working group which has no decision-making powers, which is why these policies are before us. Um, They contain... The majority of the papers we're looking at tonight. Um, and it is, some of these have been before us before and been approved. And it is uh, my proposal, uh, Leader, that the recommendation to uh, approve the five, six policies as listed in item two are uh, approved by Cabinet. I've so moved. Thank you. <laughs> seconded by Councillor Walters.
0: Uh, Any comments, questions on this proposal? Can I ask uh, how uh, the museum is doing with Arts Council England? Has it had any feedback in terms of its progress with
7: these uh, accreditations? I would defer that question across to...
6: As to the accreditation itself, I believe the accreditation decision is taken tomorrow and we're likely to get a provisional accreditation because one of the things they need is the council minute or the cabinet minute of these policies being approved and they won't be ready by tomorrow. So we'll get a provisional accreditation tomorrow which will be confirmed once we've but got them. But you're not aware of any other problems? There are? are no other problems.
4: Excellent. Very good. Mm-hmm. Councillor chambers. Just to say I attended the meeting last week with uh, Mr Webb, leader, And that's exactly what was said, and it seems to be making extremely good progress, and hopefully, within a short period of time, we will get accreditation.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll talk about the museum on another night, but uh, as far as accreditation is concerned, you've had the recommendation. It's been seconded. Those in favour? Those against? Thank you very much indeed. Moving on to item 14, which is the Saffron Warden Pig Market Charity in Ferrycroft Road car park. Um, and there are two portfolio holders. Councillor Barker is going to take us through this one.
1: Thank you, Chairman. Uh, Chairman, this is a relatively straightforward issue. Uh, This regards a right-of-way across the car park to 23A Hill Street, Saffron Walden. Um, This right-of-way was agreed in 1971, but an actual different right-of-way is actually in use, and what we have been asked is to agree the right-of-way that is actually being used rather than the right-of-way which is in the agreement. Um, To complicate matters slightly, the surveyor employed by us um, refers to the property as 23A Fairycroft Road, which is not 23A Fairycroft Road, it's 23A Hill Street. Um, But the recommendation is that the trustees who are us, the big market charity, agree to grant a new right-of-way to the owners of 23A Hill Street on the basis that the existing right-of-way granted in 1971 is extinguished. We have seen the most pragmatic course of action, Chairman.
0: Do I find a seconder for that recommendation, Councillor Chambers? Um, this is legally complicated, and I am sure our lawyers are content with this because uh, we have got to, as trustees, show that it is in the best interest to enter into this documentation. But uh, as you say, there is a—it um, uh, has been used for a certain period, so legally, um, we are content.
2: That that is correct, particularly because the uh, right-of-way that hasn't been used is uh, registered at the land registry and we must uh, regularise that position.
0: Fine, thank you. Any other questions (coughs) on this? Councillor Dean. I only
5: have a procedural question, uh, Chairman, that um, we've had lots of reports with... uh, legal advice in them recently, which have been taken in part two, but this isn't. And as it's potentially commercially um, sensitive, I just wondered why. I, I don't want it to go, well, it's too late anyway, but uh, I'm just curious to know why the, why the difference in this case.
2: Uh, the, I'll speak. Uh, uh, but this is in the public domain because I was referring to a registration at the land registry, and that is available to that information is available to everyone.
0: If there are no other questions, uh, <coughs> those in favour of this motion, please show. Those against, thanking you. Uh, moving on to agenda item 15, which is assets of community value. Um, it's not Councillor Rolf and Barker; it's Councillor. Barker and Ranger, and Councillor Barker is taking the item.
1: Thank you, Chairman. Um, Chairman, periodically um, applications to list assets of community value come to committee. Um, We have one such application regarding the Old School House in Takeley, uh, which has a long history, the Old School House in Takeley. The officers have looked at the criteria which are set out in paragraph 10, and the Old School House Takeley does not meet the criteria to be registered as a community asset, and therefore the recommendation is to agree not to include this on the list.
0: Thank you. Do I find a seconder for that, Councillor Walters? Um, Councillor Cheatham.
2: Thank you, Chairman. Uh, uh, as you will realise, I am concerned and very unhappy about this because this is a facility that the... Uh, the Parish of Taitley is very keen to try and uh, keep. Now, I understand that it can't be registered as a community asset because it has not been used recently for um, any of the criteria here. I have to say there's been a very checkered career, um, path on this, not career, path on trying to get this onto the register of community assets. The parish actually... Um, put forward their list in October 2012. Because the document was so large, the planning authority couldn't receive it for some reason. I didn't think our computers were that bad at receiving large documents. Anyway, fault on both sides probably, but it only was received and accepted in November 2013, which is actually quite a long time to try and sort something out. So, And that was 10 months ago, so I do feel that uh, this one has rather dragged on. I understand that uh, because the building was not in use is the reason why it cannot be um, uh, used as a community. It cannot meet the criteria for um, a, a a community asset. I must add that the building was declared unsafe by Essex County Council and they were not prepared to pay for the very expensive, re- well they said very expensive repairs and therefore the building had to be vacated and that is, you know, maybe not all the history is on here. Um, I gather, uh, because I spoke to Mrs. Olivia earlier that the parish might challenge this, Um, But I do feel that there's a huge need for youth facilities, especially we've actually got a very up and and thriving youth group that are looking for somewhere to work. And I do hope uh, that maybe we can find a way forward on this. I understand legally we cannot do it now, but I do hope that as... um, well-being of our youngsters and youth is very important to this council that we maybe can look to a way to to doing something about this. This is a building owned by Essex County Council and the Church of England Um, although I gather that the, um, the agents for the Church of England have deferred the decisions to Essex County Council but I do hope that we may be able to look at this in a different way i understand from the legal reasons and i think mrs olivia will will will, will put me right that we can't register it but i am unhappy that uh, we could lose this facility that could it was a youth center and a playgroup until 2007 stroke eight and that's unfortunate that if we maybe had people that wanted to bring it back and we can't it's unfortunate we need to do something for our youngsters in this district
0: you might want to comment on the legal situation.
2: It is simply the test that has been laid down and uh, the first hurdle for this building is that it has been used in the recent past. Now, uh, recent is not defined, therefore one takes uh, the common usage of the term and uh, at six years for the use of a building was considered not recent.
0: Thank you. Councillor Dean and then Councillor Barker.
5: Well, I sympathise with and would like to support um, Councillor Cheatham's uh, concern about this. I, when I read paragraph 17, uh, which um, contains the words um, Recent Activities for Social well-being and Interests of the Local Community, I mean, in my book, you know, a building which has been around, I don't know how long, but... Uh, Victorian, okay, so over a century uh, and was being used in 2011 by Stop Stansted Expansion which in my book was about and is about the social well-being and interests of the local community I I struggle uh, to accept anybody saying that that wasn't recent and met that criterion and I'd I'd really like somehow or other for this to go back and to be challenged uh, because it doesn't make sense to me. Okay,
0: I'll ask the Chief Executive to comment. Chair,
3: thank you very much. Firstly, the decision to vacate this building was taken before this legislation was even thought of or enacted, so I think that's a red herring. Uh, this building has been empty for a long time. Uh, and secondly, the decision of recent is straightforward. I mean, it, this building has been empty and unusable because it is dangerous, for five to six years. That's a long time. And irrespective of its previous use, um, uh, I I don't accept that uh, the use as an office, which is the stop-stands expansion use, uh, as an office was a community use, that was just an office use. Um, And so if, if the council was to decide tonight that it would put it on the register the owners could appeal immediately and we would have to grant that appeal because um, it does not comply with the criteria for adopting a property. So one way or another there is no, we cannot, it is pointless adopting this whether or not we would think it's a good idea or not. It just doesn't meet the criteria and it's a great shame but that's where we are with this.
0: Councillor Barker.
1: Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, could my interest as a uh, county councillor be noted as fraught as this county council into this?
0: Uh, um, sorry, just uh, while you do that, Councillor Cheatham did make the point, but uh, her interest as, a, as the member for Takely uh, should also be noted. but she did, she did say that.
1: Um, we should look at paragraph 15, which says that the parish council wished to reuse this building. We must remember that when councils dispose of assets, the people they do go to first are other councils to see if other councils are interested in that. As Council Chiefs have pointed out, the history of this place is very strange. I have asked the – I did ask the cabinet member at Essex um, for an update on this situation. Unfortunately, in the last month, the cabinet member has changed yet again, and we're back to where we started. Um, But – some of the responsibility of the diocese have now fallen away is my understanding and so Essex County Council is in a position to move forward with this and I will go back again to Essex County Council and ask what their, their intentions now are because just as if we dispose of an asset we might ask the parish councils so the county councils cascade that down to district and parish councils and I think that is one way forward for Takeley Parish Council.
2: Could I just add to that, that uh, I hope, because this is part of our policy, that we want to look at youth and we want to look at, at health and wellbeing. that we maybe, yes, we can't do it through the, through the Community Assets Register, but maybe we can facil- facilitate a discussion between the parish council and the county council to see if there is a way forward um, with regard to this site. It is in the centre of the village. It, it is a, a, a nice, small building, um, and it could you know, if it could be brought back into use for a community, for, for the youth, I think it would, uh, would help the village and help our... our okay, well, I'll,
0: uh, that's very helpful. I'll try and summarise that. I think there are two points here. Legally, can this be listed as a, a, a community asset? And the answer is no. Um, and that's the motion before us. But the point about uh, the potential use of this building uh, and certainly related to the provision of youth facilities in Takeley, uh, you are absolutely right Councillor Cheatham. that is a key priority of this council and I therefore ask that you as the member, that Councillor Barker as the county member and Councillor Ranger, because it is his portfolio, uh, get together just to see what the options are for that, I think it would be most helpful. Okay, uh, there are no other questions, I therefore put this motion to the vote, those in favour? Those against, those abstaining. Councillor Cheatham abstaining. Okay, thank you. Uh, Moving on to item 16 um, is Councillor Chambers on the 2014-15 budget monitoring.
4: Thank you, Leader. This report sets out the financial position as at the end of July this year. The summary position for each of the general fund, the HRA and the capital programme are detailed in paragraphs 2 to 4 on page 125. Items earlier in the agenda related to apprentices and saffron warden toilets have been factored into this report on the assumption, which we have passed now, that they will be approved. General Fund, the forecast adverse and favourable variances that make up the £301,000 figure are set out in paragraphs 10 to 12. A couple of points to highlight are waste management and the fact that we no longer receive an income for our co-mingled waste. Instead, we now have to pay for transport and the transfer of the waste. This is obviously an ongoing issue uh, and it will be discussed at a later date in more detail. Homelessness and an undersupply of council-owned temporary accommodation members will be aware that we have increased the number of this type of accommodation however even that has not been sufficient to meet current demands and this often happens leader when you have a recession uh, and as we start to get out of the or we're going out coming out of the recession now the figures actually do up do go up before they come down And it is also good to see additional income being achieved within our planning and public health services. As far as the HRA is concerned, significant variances that make up the forecast favourable variance of 170,000 are set out in paragraph 14. It is good to see our rent collection service is doing well, and thereby we have reduced our bad debt provision in that area. Members are probably aware that the business plan has a number of projects that at the moment have no funding identified. Any positive variance achieved at the end of the year will be used to fund these projects. As far as the capital programme goes, there are a couple of projects which will be delayed until 2015-16. These are the Mott and Bailey Castle, which has been slightly delayed, the one next to the museum, and the Catons Lane car park work, which is first subject to a full review and business case being presented to the Cabinet before the project could progress any further. These delays also impact on the General Fund insofar as the capital finance requirement has been reduced by £386,000. Treasury management activities set out in Appendix E on page 144, and all of this activity complies with our investment criteria. I would therefore like to propose the recommendation to note and approve this report as set out on page 125. I so propose, Leader. Councillor Walters is seconding. Um, questions, comments? Councillor Ranger,
0: Councillor Barker. Councillor Godwin.
7: Thank you, Leader. Um, I would like just to ask uh, Councillor Chambers um, how are we, how are we, why are we doing so well on the inspection of imported green beans?
4: <laughs> There's more of them. Well, funnily enough, Leader, I, I wondered if this question might come up. I didn't ask what it was about, but I found it rather strange myself because I'd actually had... Uh, no report on this importation of green beans and I wasn't quite sure what the green beans were so I thought it was better to keep quiet. Yes, uh,
7: mentioned, sorry I'll
8: leave that
0: yeah there is an answer, Mr Harbour.
8: yes Chairman, uh, Leader uh, green, these green beans are imported from Kenya um, they're the sorts of green beans you find in your local supermarket pre-packaged Um, They were imported via Manston Airport in Kent, but you'll be aware that Manston's operations have ceased and the contract transferred to Stansted. Uh, And that's why we've seen a sudden increase in activity. The tonnage can be quite great on a monthly basis. It does vary from month to month. It's been slightly depressed the last couple of months because of the domestic green bean crop. But uh, now that's coming to an end, we will see volumes increase again uh, and we get income from the inspection fees, which are quite generous to us.
0: There is um, a very serious point here, which is this fell into our lap. But what we've learnt is that there is an income opportunity. So I would ask um, yourself as portfolio holder with Mr Harborough and Mag... Uh, to investigate what else might be coming through Stansted that carries that kind of income. because um, And if we need to make uh, Stansted more attractive in terms of its importation, then uh, that should be encouraged as well. I'm sure Stansted will be most interested in that. So um, uh, if we could review that, please, I'd be grateful. Councillor Cheatham.
2: Can I just put a sort of a little word of caution on this? The green beans tend to come in at night. And that means that some of us that live down... The south of the district. While uh, when we're not eating our garden beans, we eat the green beans from Tesco's. We do sometimes get woken up to being reminded that they're coming in for the sorry for the supermarkets. I shouldn't mention a, a supermarket by name.
0: A perfectly legitimate comment, but hopefully uh, there might be a solution that satisfies everybody. Councillor Barker,
1: um, three one question really, two just comments, Chairman. Um, The waste income, as members will note, is going to be vastly different from what we've experienced recently, Um, due to the changes in our recycling contract, and it just shows how volatile our budgeting is. There are things that come out of the blue that you've no idea they're going to hit you until they're there. Um, I do have a query on the HRE account regarding Holloway Crescent um, because I'm concerned about continuous spend on work on the boiler there, which I have had lots of local complaints about, so I shall pursue that. I hope the housing officer might be here tonight, but I shall pursue that with the housing officer. And I would like to ask, what are semaphore works? What are we doing at the castle that is semaphore works?
4: Right. What we're doing at the castle in Sufferham Walden is we're trying to make the, uh, the, the flint work safe. And you have got, you have got actually uh, scaffolding all the way around now, and the intention is to... Uh, what we're trying to do is to make the castle safe, that we can make a, a well, make it more customer-friendly. Uh, I
0: think Mr Harbour may have the answer to what, what is a semaphore um, work.
8: There's a word missing from the report, Leader. It should be the semaphore tower, works to the semaphore
0: tower. There you go. All right. Any other... Any other questions uh, i'd like to um, really have a, a report back to cabinet if we may uh, on the question of council and temporary accommodation i take the point uh, we might be in the uh, at the end of an exceptional circumstance um, but clearly both for our costs and for the satisfaction of the individuals involved it would be helpful if we had adequate uh, temporary accommodation so if we could have a report back on that um, what uh, what are the plans you're right we, we are building more but are we building enough and if not can we do anything about it should we be doing anything about it what is the cost can we afford it etc uh, see so if we could have that to a future cabinet meeting um, and I think uh, you have pointed out um, Councillor Chambers, but uh, the vast bulk of your saving is off a delayed capital financing scheme, the revenue implications for that. So, presumably, you're going to have to pay for that in due course. So, uh, obviously, that will be taken into the, the budgeting for next year, but it's, uh, it's not a real saving as such, is it? Okay. Uh, any, uh, if there are no other questions, there are. Sorry, Councillor Cobb, oh, you did have your hand up before. Sorry. We'll
8: can,
2: can, can
0: we just get you lined up first
3: oh, you're on yeah. uh,
2: can we know a little bit about why this happens and is it affecting other local authorities across the board so that we
1: may learn from that and be able to sort of look ahead a little bit more because i understand this one rather came up and bit us as it were
0: i'll ask uh, mr harper for a full account
8: yes i think if we want to discuss the particular details uh we would need to move into part two. So I'll try and deal with the point in general terms. Um, The contract for the commingled dry cyclables was struck at the high point in the market. And indeed, before the contract came into operation, the market market price fell away. Um, So our contractor has been losing money on the contract from the beginning of the contract term. Um, and the position has become unsustainable for the contractor, and we have no option really but to renegotiate the terms of the contract. Uh, we expect to um, the contractor's board to uh, propose formal variation to the contract at its board meeting next week, uh, and then we 'll need to consider that proposal and decide what we 're going to do.
0: Is that an adequate answer, or would you like to go into part yes. two? We yes, well, I think this would do, but I
1: think it's possibly something we need to keep an eye on, and also how this is affecting other local authorities across the board, so that we may learn from them.
0: Mr Harbour, maybe I'll say a little
8: well, bit
7: more. It, it sort
8: of relates to the point that I made, that the contract deal was struck at the high point in the market as far as this authority is concerned. Other contracts which have been struck at a later date... Are on a different basis. I mean, typically they now include a market tracking mechanism um, and uh, other measures to share the risk between local authority and uh, the um, and the contractor concerned. Uh, so um, I'm not aware of any other authority facing quite such an acute situation as we have with our contractor.
0: Okay, no other questions, comments in which case I put this uh, recommendation to the vote. Those in favour? Those against? Thank you. Motion carried. That brings us to item 18 on our agenda. Um, And uh, we need to consider membership of the uh, certain working groups. Um, And uh, there is a vacancy on those three um, following uh, the... um, Councillor Macman standing down as a, uh, um, a representative of the Conservative group, um, and the uh, replacements uh, on those groups, uh, on the local plan working group, uh, that is Councillor Wells, on the Stansted Airport Advisory Panel, that is Councillor Oliver, on the Waste Strategy Panel, that is Councillor G Barker, Graham Barker. Um, I also uh, announce uh, uh, hopefully I'm allowed to do this although it's not on the agenda um, that Councillor Rose is replacing Councillor Sadler on the housing board and just to complete uh, Councillor Oliver's um, portfolio in terms of to do with Stansted um, he is on Shtap uh, the, um, and STAC and um uh, Sorry. Yeah, and the uh, strategic aviation special interest group. Um, I hope that's clear to uh, the minute taker. Did that make four uh, Stansted groups, Councillor Cheatham?
2: The second one is um, is the London wa- is the, 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 the country one, which we have a seat on. Yes, the SNAP, which is our own panel. And there is uh, STAC, which is the Stansted um, uh, commi- um, oh Dear, Consultative Committee. Even I've got stumbling after being here a long time. Um, so I think that's it. It's three, actually. I don't think. Where do we get the fourth one for?
0: No, that's fine. No, that's uh, fine. And, and the logic behind that is yeah. that uh, Councillor Oliver is uh, Councillor Deacham's deputy. So I think just uh, that just lines that up. And uh, my final announcement in this category is that Councillor Rose is the lead member for economic development. Okay. Um, If we're content with that, we move to item 19. Any items that I consider to be urgent? I don't have any. Uh, So I thank you for your time. Um, And the meeting is now closed at 8.06.
5: We are not broadcasting at the moment, but you can use the stream to test the audio on your device.